0: God of the universe, maker of the stars. Who am
1: I that you would know? Well, welcome back once again. Uh, you know, we missed last week and we missed being here. Um, just lots of stuff kind of thrown in our ways and people not feeling good and, you know, just the, the usual Not the usual. Not I don't know why I said usual, but (laughs) the stuff that prevents us from doing what we want to do. But we are back. We are thankful to be here. Thankful that you are here, wherever you're listening from, whether it's the YouTubes or the podcasts and the Googles and the Apples and all the all the things like that. So welcome back to another episode of Life on Purpose. Um, And we have with us someone who is more wizened, wizened, wisdomed than the last Mm -hmm. time you saw him.
0: ryan you
1: are <laughs> getting up there man i mean what's going
2: on i uh, know right ryan you gotta stop
3: catching up to me
1: uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how it works with age i'm not i'm not positive but
3: something, you know, uh, it works yeah. like something like that
1: yeah so no yeah you had a birthday how old are you now like 80 82 yeah was, uh 79 no
2: uh 39. 20 29 yeah 29.
1: Twenty-nine. All right. Twenty-nine. Yep. Wow. Well, happy belated birthday.
4: Well, you. thank you very much. Yeah, I have socks older than that.
1: <laughs> you should probably get rid of those. I don't I probably got yeah.
4: <laughs> those
2: out. Yeah, for all of those who are listening, uh, Mike needs new socks. Uh, so <laughs> we'll
4: be starting. Uh, we'll be
1: starting a GoFundMe here uh, tomorrow for <laughs> so that.
4: Yeah. Uh, hey guys, speaking of GoFundMe, I I had not uh, thought about this and until Daniel, you just said something, and uh, this is not actually a GoFundMe, but it is a. Um, let me get to it real quick. I'm going to be putting this out on my different uh, broadcasts this week, if I can figure out how to do the <laughs> hit the buttons. Uh, some mm-hmm. very good friends of ours in Israel, uh Brett and and Taryn Waller. Uh, they're part of Hayovel. Uh, Taryn just had a baby. This is, uh, Tommy and Sherry's 41st grandchild. Uh, and, wow. uh, they, they actually are the, uh, Tommy and Sherry, very good friends. Uh, the founders of Hayovel, uh, doing a, a lot of amazing work over in Israel. And so, um, I got a, 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 um, uh, is, is a give send go.com. Uh, they need a little bit of help here. Their baby, uh, went into, uh, she had to have a C-section and spent a few days, uh, baby spent a few days in the uh, ICU. So mm-hmm. there's a, a need of $15,000. Uh, right now there's about just over t- 2000 that's been given. So, uh, if anybody wants to, if you can't find it, uh, brett waller that's um let's see how would that be put in there b-r-i-t-t-w-i-l-l-e-r i'm sure you can find it there if you can't just send me an email and i'll be glad to send that uh, direct information it's on my facebook site so uh, just yeah. a little little help there needed within the within the family
1: in the body awesome. that's right you got deal. that right
4: mm-hmm.
1: so we left off um with a cliffhanger
4: mm-hmm. for once for Maybe once. not for
1: once. I know. I'm just kidding.
4: For okay. <laughs> 22 times, um, this is episode 23.
1: Yep, <laughs> that's right. So, an and even more intentional cliffhanger. So, we were talking about, you know, big surprise, the kingdom, and we will be talking about big surprise, the kingdom. um So, Dad, you you posed a question to us at the last part of last episode. Well,
4: what was it? You want yeah. me to so, okay? Oh, you I want do. me to give that I question yeah. again? For the handoff, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, sorry, missed the handoff there. Uh, I was thinking about uh, about Ryan's age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I asked the question regarding the kingdom of describe your thoughts on the kingdom in one word. Now, those words like, I I did, did not put down the order of who did these except for mine cuz I do know that still is restoration service order and peace. So, let's see if my mind serves me right and no, it's not going to. Um, <laughs> who did restoration? I did. I, I thought so. I yeah. thought so. I just yeah. didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> I do I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I
3: got you. I got you. So, I think uh, how do we want to do this? We want to just kind of
4: give a brief synopsis of what we want yeah, You think. It's yeah. So uh, you yeah, okay. know, give, give me, where's, where are you coming from on that restoration? Oh, so I think where I'm coming from restoration,
3: I've, um, it's it, that the first thing that hits me is the first question we ever asked. Who are you? Well, your child, the king, right? That's, that's the first thing. So that's the whole idea is if you're going after the kingdom, then he's going to be restoring you back to what your original where you were at before adam was in the garden we're returning back to that and i said it before last time i still love it when you have all the kids all right go to the beginning of the book turn to genesis and go to revelation was it 22 you go right to revelation 22 and i saw a new heaven and new earth he declared the end of the beginning it's always been there it's always been about restoration and if you're putting the kingdom first i think in some way or form and that's what I think is gonna be super cool about all these one word descriptions we have in a way they kind of all play together. And I bet you we're gonna find how they're similar. And that's why I think restoration is, it's going back to the garden. It's going back to that order. If someone had said order, that it's going back to that order that was before and returning back to, I didn't know, I think you had said about peace. And that peace will be that restoration, returning back to that and mm-hmm. it's reestablishing that. So I think that's why it just jumped out of my brain.
4: Okay. Excellent. Um, who did, uh, who did service? That was me. Mm Okay,
1: That was this guy. Um, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, just how Yeshua is so he's so humble all the time. And he, everything that was anticipated of him to do in any given moment, he pretty much did the opposite every time, Mm. you know, um, you know just how you know even from the biggest perspective of they were expecting a conquering messiah but he came as the messiah the servant and mm-hmm. so you know there's just there's so many different times where you know he in, in matthew 20 um you know around verse 28 you know the, the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to yeah. give his life as ransom for many so you know and you know i think this comes um on the tail end of or at least you know somewhere close by is uh, the disciples asking like you know which one of us is the best in the kingdom it's gotta be me it's gotta be me mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and um, you know and Yeshua's like you know one of his answers to that in the big scheme is I did not come to be served but to serve and, and again in John um, twelve twenty six, um if someone is serving me let him follow me for wherever I am my servant will be there too My father will honor anyone who serves me. And so it just, it it seems to be something that Yeshua was very intentional to project Hmm. and to showcase, even to the extent that one of his last acts before he went to the execution stake was one of service and one of washing the feet of his disciples, even the one who would betray him. Yeah. That's good.
4: Well, since I know which one I did, uh, Ryan, I guess that, that leaves the order to you.
2: Leaves the order to me. No, no. When you asked that question, uh, the first thing that came to mind was um, just the world that we live in, that we see around us uh, so often is filled with such chaos. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Uh, So many, so much negativity and things thrown at us from every direction. Uh, And then I recalled, you know, one of God's very first acts we read about is how uh, he calmed the chaotic waters in, in Genesis 1. And so it's funny, because in my sort of like scripture research, instead of Googling order, I I Googled chaos
0: Hmm.
2: to see what would come up scripture wise. And I think I hit upon the the verse that kind of sums it all up. The the entire answer um, just really speaks to everything. So Isaiah 45 starts in verse 18. It says, for thus says Adonai, who created the heavens, God, who shaped and made the earth who established and created it not to be chaos, but formed it to be lived in. I am Adonai, there is no other. I did not speak in secret in a land of darkness. I did not say to the descendants of Jacob, it is in vain that you will seek me. I Adonai speak rightly, I say what is true. Assemble, come and gather together, you refugees from the nations.
3: Wow, where was that at? I love it. It's like it's
2: all there right there. That's pretty
4: yeah. sweet. <laughs> there's so yeah, there there it is. I think that sums it up. Hmm. Cool. Well, let's let's run with this chaos thing for just a moment before I chime in there with my word. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we see that in the beginning, we go back to the book of Genesis, and he spoke everything into existence, but it was there was chaos. There was there was darkness. It it was upon the face of the deep is what the scripture mm-hmm. says. And then he, he spoke light. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And the words, uh, the, the words, the light, he 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 saw the light is uh, in Hebrew is ha et or. And interesting enough, if we take those, uh, the words, not to get really deep into this thing, but if we take the letters and we we turn it into numeric value, okay, and that that's something we're doing right here. All right, anybody that understands computers, uh, a computer is digits is based upon numeric on off kind of things. So where did where did we get that? Um, could it be that all of this was created in the beginning? And so the Hebrew letters each have a numeric value. if we take the the word "ha at or uh it has a numeric value of six hundred and thirteen mm,
2: like six hundred and thirteen commandments
4: oh wow yeah oh, it's
2: that. it's funny too that if you take the word um order uh, uh, i like the other English translation as well like instead of being something in order like to give un to give unorder mm hmm when we look at the um, the 10 words, the 10 Devarim, right? It translates to the 10 orders, yeah. not just, you know, and it, if you do a whole word search on that, that's a trail of its own just in mm-hmm. the meaning of the Hebrew word for order there.
4: Hmm. So if we have obedience to God's commandments upon this earth, we have order. And if we have disobedience, we have disorder or chaos. Is is that too simple?
2: No, I think that's right. That's hitting the nail on the head.
1: And I think that's why there's probably so many believers walking around in a state of utter confusion. Because if you are a believer, but you expect life to be like, you know, you know, totally hunky-dory and no problems whatsoever. Like, I do believe that God, you know, wants us to live prosperous and i put that in quotes because there's many different terms and definitions to that mm-hmm. um lives you know you could even define prosperous as a peaceful life no matter what comes at you and so you know don't think i'm talking strictly about money kind of things. okay um so he calls us to that you know that kind of life but you know everything in this world is the opposite of how it's going to be in the kingdom and so if we live lives that seem to like they're in order to the world here, then they're actually in chaos. And if we live a life that is chaotic to the world, then we are actually living in the order of God. And so it's just, you know, everything is just so flipped. And um, I don't know what the last thing I was going to go with that was, but there you go. There it is. But that was good though. I liked it. Oh, great. Good.
4: (laughs) David, do you want to add to that before I move on?
3: Uh, I think that that's, I think the biggest thing we're experiencing now is that you guys talk about that chaos that is all around the world. So his kingdom is something that is going to be completely opposite to echo what you guys have just said. And I can't help but look at how all these things kind of connect together, order and how peace is like kind of the, I think that I'd like to hear what you you say this, Mike, but that Shalom is kind of that final answer. Mm. It's like, okay, all these things happen and it leads us to this, just this shalom and i know that Mm -hmm. you're going to go more into the definition like you went into last time yeah so that's something that is going to be really awesome to see restored again i (laughs) kind of like to see that happen in this world
4: okay but but before i get there though let's let me let me take it just one more level here okay one more in the book of romans it talks about the earth is groaning Mm. okay so yeah, we're told in the media and, um, by, um, you know, a, a lot of the educational facilities and stuff out there about global warming, climate change, all of these things. And, you know, the reason is because Tony drives a diesel truck. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> that's the reason for all this. And and you guys, you know, you guys own horses and, and you, you got cows around and, and that's why everything is, is in chaos today. Well, could it be the possibility that the that that as mankind goes farther away from his command, the the the, the creator's commandments, mm-hmm. that that is is truly having an effect on the earth, on creation itself? Is that I too far believe. out to no, to no, really believe? No.
3: I think so. I want to bring up that point that you were just making that he uh um. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember exact, the exact reference, but the uh, the verse that states how it's like, I will not drive them out ahead of you. It's when the exodus mm-hmm. is happening and they're leaving. It's like, I will not drive them out before you quickly, but they will be driven out, and they will be th- – those these people that are committing these evil acts will be driven out. And I see that if you look at the world today, it's obvious that something else is going on. It's obvious that mm-hmm. there's something pretty chaotic and dark. That's happening, and like you said, those these higher institutions that want to make us believe that because uh, my father-in-law drives a diesel truck, or because we're doing all these things, that is what's causing the chaos in this world. Totally blunt, like the the the, the mirror game, like oh, it's all over here. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's all this other stuff that's happening in the background. Really, I think we kind of hit on it a couple weeks ago. Sin is what's actually leading the chaos of this mm-hmm. world. That's what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And to oh, give kind of like a
1: word, pic- word picture example, um, you know, let's say you're running this kind of like, you know, very controlled experiment of of a garden, you know, within, you know, everything is controllable, temperature and, you know, the air quality and the sunshine. So, you know, plants need all these things to survive, you know, the air and the sunshine, the rain, the water. Um, and so let's say, you know, you have everything perfectly. The temperature is good. You know, the, the soil balance is good with the pH and the, there's proper amount of sunlight. But then you slowly... You start to like close in, and there's a little less sunshine and it's a little less rainwater. And then you slowly start to get in there. Like that is God's Mm -hmm. presence. That is his his word, his living word, and his written word. Like those things are the oxygen and the sunlight and the rain that we as humans and that this earth needs. And like you're Mm -hmm. saying, Dad, like as that stuff is removed, it's just the same. It's just starving creation. Of us humanity from what we were created to need
4: right mm-hmm.
1: like mm-hmm.
2: um, you say what you just said Daniel reminded me of years ago in um, it was in science class I believe they were talking about how they had tried to kind of take and create a, an ecosystem uh, you know their own, So they provided their own light source, their own water, their own, you know, all of these artificial things, all of these substitutes, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And while it was successful at first, it wasn't long, you know, maybe a few months or, or even, you know, a year or so before, inadvertently, that system failed. Because they could not perfect it to the perfection that the Earth is perfected that creation is perfected by the god who created it hmm. which of um, course you're
1: referring to the actual like evolutionary process that brought all those
0: things to being so
2: yes exactly the, uh, the monkey no yeah. uh, <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah primordial uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah no
3: yeah, you, um, you know,
4: the the very basis of evolution i mean is is this concept that things are getting better and better well all you have to do is look around you to see, no, it's not. Uh, it, it is the exact opposite. And so how, how do we get back to this? You know, it is called the kingdom, but here's the thing. Do we have to wait for the kingdom to come, or can we be representation of his kingdom as we're waiting for the kingdom to come, to be manifested? second
1: yeah both but i'd I'd say probably both honestly you know because um you know just knowing that we do have to wait you know wait upon the lord and wait for yeshua to return because Mm -hmm. you know but you know acknowledging that we have a very active part to play like you know if we see ourselves as ambassadors or emissaries of the kingdom then it's going to give us more to act on and essentially like preparing Preparing the earth for his return, like no matter what it looks like right now, you know, preparing the earth for his return, his imminent return. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about that a couple of weeks ago about all these times that we uh, had encountered and been that light in the midst of the chaoticness of how this world can be. And it was interesting, my mother-in-law actually talked about how she was at Waffle House. So, or just keep on talking about <laughs> all these places. And, uh, it's about these these just, right Classic diner. If you do not know at all what Waffle House is. <laughs> classic diner restaurant. and what easy really, spoon. Yes, exactly. And what's amazing is that if you're adopting the kingdom mindset, if you're adopting that and you are about it, people see that and they recognize it because there is something that come, emanates off of you. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think anyone can actually explain exactly what it is, but it is something coming off of you. And mm-hmm. The words that God will place in your mouth at that opportune time, and this is what we talked about for Shabbat with a bunch of other young people, is that all you have to do is just work that muscle of just talking and just finding out and intimately listening, and God will tell you exactly what to say to them. And sure enough, there yeah. ended up being some prayer happening in the middle of the restaurant, and everybody was like,
0: what is going on?
3: <laughs> it's like, guess what? Some restoration, I would say, is happening there. So that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool.
4: Okay, well, I'll get to the Shalom. Uh, and just one more thing, one more thing before one, I get there. One. Okay, Daniel, you mentioned the word prosperity, and before we, before I move on from there, I want to, I want to, uh, I'd like to give my definition of prosperity. I actually did a message. Uh, this is probably back uh, twenty years ago, and it was on. It's called Biblical Prosperity. And in there and I, I told this message in in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is a kind of the mecca for for Christian prosperity gospel kind of thing. and uh, the 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 uh, statement that I came out with regarding biblical prosperity is having what you need today to fulfill God's will for your life. Mm. so yeah. if if today you have had everything that you needed, to fulfill his will for your life today in establishing his kingdom through you today, then you have been prosperous. That's absolutely true. Okay. So, okay, move on. So mine is peace. All right. The English word is peace, but uh, the the word peace in English really waters down from what it means in Hebrew and the Hebrew word is shalom. Uh, you know, if you've ever, you know, those have been to Israel, the greeting when you greet someone when you leave is shalom. Uh, and it literally does mean peace. But if we take this word into its uh, its biblical meaning, uh it has a far greater meaning than that. And it actually means uh may that which is producing chaos be destroyed. There you go, Ryan. Yeah. Order. May that, yeah, order. May that which is producing chaos be destroyed. So when we look at the person of Yeshua who will set up the kingdom, what is he called? He is called Hmm. Sar Shalom, which is the Prince of Peace. So the end result of the kingdom being established upon this earth is this word called Shalom. And I want to go to a couple of different verses to bring that out. Number one is uh, in in Isaiah chapter 2, and it says, um, and, and people can read the whole context. I'm not going to do that here. Um, but it says, uh, come, let us go into the mountain of Adonai. And this is Isaiah chapter two, verse three, uh, the word Adonai, Lord, or God, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us about his ways. We will walk in his paths. for out of Zion, out of Zion will go forth the Torah, the instructions of God and the word of yud Adonai, God from Yerushalayim, Jerusalem. He will judge many peoples and arbitrate for many peoples. Uh, then they will hammer their swords into plow blades, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not raise swords at each other, and they will no longer wor- learn war. Not only will there not be war, guys, they will, we will not even learn war hmm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. You know, I went to boot camp. Uh, this is many, many years ago. Um, I went to boot camp in, in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And uh, it was not wartime. Uh, we had just America had just finished, uh, pulled out of Vietnam. So there was no war. It was prior to uh, the, the Middle Eastern things that were going have gone on. Uh, but you know what I was doing in, in boot camp? I was learning war. Mm-hmm. I was learning how to to throw a grenade. I was learning how to set up a claymore mine. I was learning how to shoot a rifle. I was learning those things that if ever needed, I knew how to engage in war. Mm-hmm. So in the kingdom, we will not even be learning how to engage in war. That's how far off it will be.
3: It's such a polar contrast of what our world is now. Right? I mean, such a polar contrast. I think for I think, is, since history books have been written, other than the Bible, it has been nothing but this nation versus this nation. It has always been that way. If you think about it, I feel like that's actually... I might be wrong on this, but that's like the ultimate form of chaos reigning supreme is uh, human versus human clashing together and death. And because death really chaos and death is simultaneously, right? That's kind of a linked word. Um, I, I, you know, I've read that verse so many times, but that the idea of not learning war in the kingdom, that kind of. If you think about the garden it was the same way. Mm -hmm. God gotta resurrect adam and go all right now here's how how you fight it's like that wasn't even a thing it wasn't until after the fall that that became something that they had to instill in them wow that's something
1: it's not even just the not even just physical war too Mm -hmm. it's like you know not there will be no need to learn or experience emotional war or verbal war um, you know anything like that you know th- there will be mo- no more debate classes you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know there will be the order of being taught directly from the messiah himself and
3: <laughs> you know they're <laughs> you yeah. they need to go on facebook and argue about something will just completely just dissolve just <laughs> yeah
4: i was thinking what would facebook be with our arguments <laughs> it would That's be refreshing a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what it would be. It'd be just another website, I guess.
3: <laughs> that's, what's, that's what. That's I guess I'm trying to say is that I think your entire life, it, not just in war or in the sense of debating, but you always then are like, well, you got to be safe and you got to like be watchful and keep a watchful eye because you have to do that in this world because it's so dark. Think about the idea that that does that won't even be a that won't even be a thought mm-hmm. because will be that kind of peace on this earth that there'll be that kind of peace yeah i like to fight for that yeah i'll I'll fight to bring the kingdom for that i think if you need a reason like how can i It's like why should i do all this that because one day it won't be that way anymore the what you're used to what you think that you have to do and that won't be necessary anymore that has that was a bygone era you'll be telling Mm -hmm. someone that that's what you did and they'll be like huh what? <laughs> right? Like That won't, that would be a foreign concept. That's just wild to me.
1: You know, I find it very interesting that, um, you know, we, you know, have been doing this podcast for, you know, 22 episodes now, and, you know, I've done several other things together since, but when dad, you asked that question, you know, our answers were all over the place. You know, they are, mm-hmm. you know, correlated, you know, obviously they can go together, but just so different. And um, I've just been thinking about it since we've been talking, just how they almost lay out a process where the end of it, you know, when we're there, there will be order, you know, things be as they should be and things will be as he has created them to be, you know, in their proper order, you know, all things creation and us and, you know, just the, the commandments, the standard of living, all those things that will come about through shalom, you know, shalom is, you um, it's, it's not, you know, peace in the English word, it's like a state of being. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's an inactive word. But shalom mm-hmm. is very much a verb. You know, it is, it is an active word. You know, it has within that picture of, you know, may that which is producing chaos be destroyed. That is an active peace. That is an active, you know, um, it's a violent peace, honestly. Um, and so that order will come about through shalom. And the restoration is the process that takes us from where we are to that shalom that will produce the order. And what mm-hmm. can we do in aiding the restoration? We can be of service and serve those around us like Yeshua served those around us today.
3: Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. As I noticed the same thing, Dan, when I was looking at I was like, I, I was like writing them down. I was just thinking about it. I was like,
0: you know what?
3: in the same way that you're kind of talking a bit slightly different but i was like these are all connected <laughs> these are all connected so like there's a whole it's almost a little process here maybe it's even the t-shirt Who you knows? we'll see there's <laughs> a t-shirt there the first okay. life on purpose t-shirt yeah there, the you, go. On, there you go be about okay, the kingdom work yeah be about the kingdom work restoration is, yeah hmm, i love that t-shirt. i love that idea I think that that's something, actually, that's what actually came up. I actually wanted to, you you brought in that service thing. I really wanted, we've been talking about Shalom, and I think that there's a correlation between the two, is I I always tell people how much, I told my story a little bit last, or the week before, about uh, God told me to pray for somebody. And I will tell you, the listener, whoever's listening, that if you ever have that opportunity where God tells you to do something like that, let say it's him giving you orders in service. Like this is a service that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know why. So as like you were brought up, you were in, uh, you were in mm-hmm. uh, boot camp and training. You learn pretty quickly. You take orders and do them. You don't question them because that's where chaos starts to get involved and it destroys everything. So you take your orders and you run with the, with them. And God gives you everything you need. Like you, then you just said, Mike, about how the whole he gives you everything you need when he gives you an order. He is giving you everything you need. You just have to walk out in faith and do it. So when you give the opportunity of service, you do not understand how much peace will come over you in the midst of that service of doing those things. And I would even say I have noticed personally then afterwards that just peace resting. And it just feels, it really is truly amazing. It almost gives you, I've said this before and I don't wanna be in a conceited way, but it almost is more helpful to you than it was whatever you told the that other person it helped them but you won't believe how much peace will come over you from because you're obedient to do it wow so being obedient to do the order of that service that god tells you to do is just again pushing towards kingdom pushing and again pushing that kingdom here on earth and continuing to be a light and it's, just, it's so important to just listen we- to orders
4: listening to that voice and then reacting to that voice without question. Uh, when I was in basic training, it didn't take long for me to recognize my drill sergeant's voice. Um, because it was coming from his mouth, which was about an inch and a half away from me. And, uh, <laughs> it was very loud uh, very loud, and, and very deep. And the guy was about the size of a small gorilla, uh, anyway, but, um, <laughs> You know, and, and then it never really crossed my mind to question what what he was saying, you know, you just get Ryan It's kind of like, you know, you did this on a on a range, you were you were a range officer. Um, You know, what happened when when someone questioned you?
2: It was not good. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> a laughing because
4: people, you told me stories.
2: He told yeah, me stories. A couple of people had guns ripped out of their hands, you know. Yeah just because it was a safety matter you know
0: Mm -hmm.
2: but yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it's those environments and it's funny you bring that up you know why do they get guns ripped out of their hands why was there maybe a tinge of anger because it was life and death
0: Mm -hmm.
2: but even more so than that this is really what we're dealing with now in a spiritual aspect in our daily life is life and death Mm -hmm. and so in order for Us to be servants, and in order for us to bring restoration and shalom, we might just be the tool that's God that God's using. That He goes, "Hey, I need you to talk to this this person. I need you to give this person some money. I need you to say these words to this person." And you are literally that that goes and destroys the chaos in your in their life, bringing Mm -hmm. shalom. Because, like you said, it's a verb. Mm -hmm. It's something that's acted upon.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Dad, you were, you were correct in using, you're good to use the word react. Um, because when you become an ambassador to the kingdom, when you become, you know, his his representatives, um, one of the very first things you have to do is sacrifice your own fleshly reaction to anything. Because most of the time, because of the enemy, it's so annoying Like, you know, why is it so difficult to go pray for someone? Why is it so difficult? Like, because it's the fear of man. That is the first reaction that the enemy puts in people when they hear a a command or a word from God is that fear of man. And that that is the first fleshly reaction. And so when you become that kingdom ambassador and you want to pursue that and become that person, then you submit your reactions to him and you react and obedience rather than fear of man you react in and peace and the desire and the in the here i am you know heart posture instead mm. of you know, that's essentially what it is like when you know when you know who you represent the fear of man should leave you immediately mm. like when you know the god of the universe is standing behind mm. you as you as you represent him then the fear of man should not be anywhere near you.
4: I, I don't want to, yeah, To, to okay. And, and I want to back up just a little bit because we just went through something there that I don't want people to miss the importance of what was said. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I, I think maybe you hit the point of the night. You get the, you know, you get the gold star tonight for, for point of the evening mm-hmm. that we have it Within th- these things of obedience, okay. When you rip that that uh, that gun out of somebody's hand that was about to do something that could cause harm to someone else, uh, when I worked air traffic control tower at Fort Rucker, Alabama, um, I I was the ship supervisor and trainer, and there was a guy that outranked me, but I was training him, and I yanked the I, I yanked the headset off of his head uh, because he had refused to give it to me and he was about to put two aircraft together. Uh, I was standing before the Sergeant major the next day coming up on, they wanted to court martial me, uh, because of that. And I looked at the, my Sergeant major and said, this man was about to kill people. And I took the headset away from him. Okay. So these are life and death things. So Mm -hmm. when we hear as David says, Mm-hmm. The father says, pray for that person. Or as Daniel, uh, you need to give this person some money or <laughs> or some, whatever it is. Okay, whatever it is. We hear that order. That is life and death. Is this not spiritual life and death? Not just the physical stuff, okay? Maybe the yeah. person needed lunch. But is is this the the possibility of spiritual life and death to that person, Ryan?
2: Oh, absolutely.
4: Uh, Well, and and even physically,
2: uh, you may not know what somebody's going through. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a song about this, but, you Mm -hmm. know, you you never know how close to that edge somebody might be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That your kindness or your love... Uh, or your intervention that the father sends you on that mission of, of performing that obedience, that acts toward that person may physically save their life, may mm-hmm. spiritually save their life. I mean, they're so deep and then beyond that, then that person has a testimony that you don't know where that could go and affect other, mm-hmm. you know, literal generations of people because you were obedient. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, think about the um, the story of um, Rahab and Jericho, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And she had the spies, right?
0: Well,
2: she was obedient to do what she was supposed to do. The spies were obedient to do what they were supposed to do. And then here we have somebody that literally fulfills the prophecy of. Or isn't the part of fulfilling the prophecy of the Messiah coming to this earth in physical form, all because you know a few people were obedient to their orders?
3: That's life yeah. and death. Because in, in two, the father's always giving you. We were talking about this last this last weekend with a bunch of uh, young people, and the question came up. Uh, it's actually Tony that asked it. He was like, "Do you know how to pray?" And um, hmm. And that's something that is I think and it was like I'm not I'm not wanting you to tell me that yes or no, that's not the point. It's think about it. Do you know how to pray? Do you believe God answered your your prayers? Do you know how to pray for someone? If you think about it, and the best way I I think I've said this on this program before, and the best way I can think of is is it's like a muscle. You gotta train it, you gotta work it out a little bit. Some people are better than others. But it doesn't mean you're not important. It doesn't mean that you don't know how to. It doesn't mean that you just have to exercise it. Like I said a few weeks ago that I was terrified of praying way when I was a younger kid. Not, I really do enjoy praying for people. It's it's actually one of yeah. the highlights of my life. It's really yeah. awesome. And uh, and I wish I could share that with so many more people. To understand that if you're walking out in that order, the order's been given. You do it. You commit that service. I have heard way too many testimonies, and I think everyone everyone else has heard the same thing, that they were on – a person that you were talking to, you, you talked to them, and they said they were on the edge, but somebody out of the kindness of their heart, they said something, mm-hmm. and they knew it was from God. They didn't know it was that person. It was a form of a person, but they said the exact thing that they had been asking of God, and God delivered it to them through the conduit of that person. You don't know – how valuable you are to actually keeping somebody alive. We talk about this life and death. You could literally be that for someone and you never would know it. But because of the words that God will give you and how you're supposed to say it, that act of kindness, whatever it is, someone's life saved and knows that God's actually looking out for them, that knows you were that conduit. You don't, right? That is amazing to be a part of that. And I just, if you've never experienced that, Guess what? You're going to because you're here listening to our program. So one day you are. So just strap in and keep going at it because you're going to be at that yep. place where you're going to be that person, that conduit that the Lord is going to use.
1: And I remember someone putting it this way, where, you know, he was saying, you know, what if you had the cure for cancer? You know, you would, you know, and you knew someone that had cancer, you know, hopefully you would give it to them. And anybody that you knew that had cancer, hopefully you would give them that cure for the cancer and, you know, anybody in the world, you know, you would share it with the world, whoever you came in contact with, you know, that cure for cancer, but then realizing that there is a spiritual cancer that leads to death. It leads to spiritual death. And we do, we do know the cure for that. And, you know, the other thing, you know, well, and just being like understanding that it's that weighty, you know, it is literally that heavy of a thing that we have been revealed. You know, God has, in his great mercy, revealed to us the salvation through Yeshua and the place to which we are heading. And that is something that is valuable to everyone on this planet. You know, it, it is not for us to look at someone and be like, oh, you know, they don't look like they're going to make it in, so I'm just going to leave them to themselves. You know, it is not, not like that. You know, <laughs> God looks at the heart. And, you know, instead of you know, what's, what was helpful for me as I was kind of growing into this was, you know, stop asking the question, what if they don't receive my prayer? Yeah. What if they don't get healed? You know, yeah. what if nothing happens? You know, don't ask that question. That's the wrong question. The right question is, oh, man, what if they do get healed? You know, what <laughs> if, you know, something does come about this? Like, what do you have to lose? You look like a fool? Who cares?
0: <laughs> Literally, who cares? <laughs> It is a moment
1: it's... that you will not think of, you know, 20 minutes later, one day later. Just do
3: it. Yeah. I know too many stories of people that they said they felt crazy, but there was something amazing that happened. So I completely agree with you, Daniel. Yeah. Completely agree.
4: I mean, I'm literally,
3: see... I'm sorry. As you guys can
4: mic. see, my power is, uh, is, has been flickering all night. This is the first time this has ever happened like that. We haven't lost power yet. So, I, maybe there's a message here that somebody's not wanting us to get out, so go ahead, I'm sorry,
0: oh awesome. no, I
2: was just gonna say i'm I'm literally here because of one man's obedience, yeah,
0: mm,
4: yeah you
2: know, I'm literally walking Torah and you know able to be a part of this ministry and this you know be joining you guys on this on this show because of one man's obedience. And he could have been wrong i think about that like what if i had walked in that door and like he'd have been like you know oh and had all these things and you know had he just been like oh that well that's crazy i'm not going to say that to that young man i've never met him before like he's going to think i'm nuts i would have walked out of there and not had any of the experiences that i have had in my life had that one guy not been obedient to the father's voice so and you
1: <laughs> to, to go along with what you're saying you know that that uh thing you're hitting on like what if he was wrong um you know there's the scripture i can't remember what it is but faith comes by hearing yeah. and hearing by the word of god Hebrews. you know the sure. um the reading of the word of god will increase your ability to hear and then you know this the nature of this like you know it's not about getting it wrong like you know it's such a it's such a it's kind of a fluid thing you know like If you were in that thing and he called that out on you and you said, nope, you're wrong. And you walked out the door, you know, people could have looked at him and said, wow, he was totally wrong. But, you know, maybe you were just being stubborn, you know? And so like, it's not, faith comes by, you know, hearing, hearing by the word of God and faith is the evidence of the things we don't see. Like if God tells you to do something, you have to do it by faith, whatever the outcome. It does not matter if you see the outcome immediately or not. That's not what it's about. It's yeah. about the obedience. Mm-hmm.
4: L- let me take a second then, guys, and uh, kind of clue you into something that I've am i I'm been kind of running over and um, in my mind here lately. We're going to be working together uh, a couple times uh, here in not too long from now. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. be up in uh, North Carolina, Northern North Carolina in uh, April, and then we have Revive coming up. And uh, I'm All really right. feeling like that we're going to be starting to teach on how to minister, how, teaching people how to minister to people. Mm-hmm. That's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Because the Father is going to put us, if, if, you're, if you're asking to be that conduit that we talked about a few weeks ago, then he's going to take you up on that prayer. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to stamp, you know, to go, okay, well, Hey, prayers are answered. I guess I better do something here. Mm
3: -hmm. I agree with you. I feel like there is something coming. I I'm totally agree with you, Mike. I think that that is something that is going to be what this uh, maybe rising. uh, We've talked about the rising generation. I feel like maybe this might even be one of the uh, maybe even more primary missions because it's truly amazing. How many people are broken? and Hmm. or come from broken families broken households and it's it's almost like that's like the number one where we've gone and done things it seems like that has almost become one of the number one needs it's just people being ministered to and i know mike you've been doing this for a long time in those years of service of going and being at different places i don't know if it's ever changed and i i would ask you has it ever changed or is it more now
4: that people I, I, need ministering to. Like- I find that it's it's more on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give you a testimony. I've been waiting the whole program to give you this. Um, you know, it, it's not, I want people to understand that you don't have to be, you know, uh, y- you don't have to have read all the scripture and been to Bible college and, and all of these things for the Father to work through you, okay? Amen. It's just yeah. being available, um, something strange started happening last week. Um, I have, I, I had a a uh, a satellite company for our our television, and um, I've been with them for over fifteen years. And every year, they, you know, they give me these discounts, and the discounts going out, so I'd have to call them and uh threaten them to you know well i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the other place and they'd go okay and all of a sudden there's this discount you know and we 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 do this dance every year for probably 10 years now and uh this year same thing's coming up and it's going the price is going up so i called and and uh went through and you know threatened them with well i'm going to change this other company and they went okay and i'm like wait wait a minute you're really going to just let me just you know after all these years, you just go, yeah. Okay, fine. So I, I walked downstairs and Kathy has just been to the post office and there's this letter from this other company with a gift certificate attached to it that if I switch companies, I'm going to get this gift c- your c- certificate. <laughs> and I went, okay. So I call them. Well, um the only available uh they had a uh, appointment on saturday i said nah, i can't do that so they said okay well you know monday from between 12 and 5 okay i'll be here and so i get this uh this this text from the guy this morning he says i'll be there you know somewhere around noon i said fine that's no problem well come to find out that uh when he got here the guy's name is william when he got here um he says you know i don't know what happened uh, he's, we just started talking and, and he said, you from here. And I said, well, I'm from North Florida. And I said, you know, you got the accent. You're from around here somewhere. He said, well, Athens, Georgia, he lives in Athens, which is like five hours away from my house. Okay. I uh, used to work here, up here in this area, but now he lives in Athens. So he said, the person that was going to come today to do my, to install my dish, um, had, had called him sick or something. Couldn't come in. So they called him all the way in, down in Athens. He drives five hours up here mm-hmm. to put in my my satellite today. And we start talking. Uh, he just turned 30. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. I said something about being in ministry. He said, wow, man, you know, thank, thank God. That's wonderful. That must be a really rewarding thing. And uh, he says, you know, I've been reading the Bible and, and kind of searching things. He says, I haven't been able to really find a church, but, um, you know, I, I'm really, um, I've, I've been reading the Bible and, and I, I'm, I'm searching things out. And, and uh, I, I just really believe that God has a purpose for my life. You're like this is no coincidence. Yeah, this is no coincidence at Mm. all. Yeah, and so I said, hey, you know, I got a, I got a podcast that I do with some, some, uh, my son and a couple of friends, and you know, they're your age, and and I said, I want to, you know, I'm going to send you the link to that, and here's my card and stuff. Guys, I, I know that people might think I'm crazy out there, but God did every bit of that. See, when I called today yes, to the other company, when, when I called to the other company today to cancel my service, they get, they were going to give me the discount.
1: They offered to do the discount. Oh,
4: man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So,
4: William, if you're watching, if you're watching this or listening to us, the Almighty, the creator of the universe,
1: and orchestrated
4: all of that so that you could, could, so that we could meet and that he could begin to give you, yes, he does have a purpose for your life and he loves you. And will go to any extreme there is to, Mm -hmm. to get a hold of your life and see, that's what I prayed this morning is the father would bring the right person into my house.
1: Amen. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amen.
4: We talked about that
3: idea of, waking up but with the idea of how best can i serve you who can you bring in my path i'm telling you i i, I don't know if i've actually stressed this at all or anyone has stressed this when you pray that he actually li- he's really listening to that he yeah. actually starts planning people and mike could have easily been extremely irritated about service being down and everything else or could have been like and that of course everyone gets irritated but Not going so far to go. Wait a minute, but then as soon as you hear that, you're like, "Oh, now I get it. Now I get what's going on." All right, I'm paying attention. What do you want? Okay, all right, I'm paying attention now. So when you, I think I really wanted to say this, and you've you said this quite a few times that. When you're doing things in this world, you're going to think that, oh, everyone, everything's going to go hunky-dory if I just believe in the Messiah and I'm going towards this kingdom, everything's yeah. going to be hunky-dory and fine. That is not true whatsoever. It is not that way. Mike hit on the point that the, perp, the prosperity, biblical prosperity being that he provides what you need that day. It might be a little less sometimes, but it will sustain you through that day. It will. But the idea that you've got to fight through that chaos. You've got to fight through the chaos of your day. You have to learn how to have trust and faith in him. Um, Cause I think Mike, you had talked about this before about there being like uh, you had traveled through a, a cliff or something like that where it was so dark. You didn't have a lot of light and you just had to just, okay, I trust you. I got to just keep going. I got to keep going. That's how life is going to be like, actually, Ryan, you had something similar this last weekend, actually. Yes. That's exactly right. Right. Um, Let me wrap up my point. Maybe you might want to come back to that, but the idea that chaos is not just going to disappear when, Oh yeah, I believe in Messiah. Everything's going to be hunky dory. No, you're going to have to keep committing to this. It's all about rebuilding your faith. He's going to bring challenges before you because it's, 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 it's a promoting you in rank. If you want to think of it that way, it keeps on doing that to you because as you face adversity, you will climb above it because I know I could be be just like Mike, and I've had situations just like Mike had just talked about where things happen that were not going well, how I wanted it to be, and I could have just just lost it on things. You can't do that. You've got to let us wait. Maybe there's an opportunity. What if there's something? And then I know that we've talked before, then actively looking for opportunities where God's saying, Mm -hmm. I need you to move. If you key that in, exercise that muscle of, continuing to search out for people that might be in need you will be that's that richly rewarded because it, it's gonna fulfill that verse that says that seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added to you then you will know what that really means in your life uh i had to i had to at least say that I had
4: to get that out of the way but um ryan we're running was... out of time but you got a story there <laughs>
2: um it, it would be a little bit more evolved to share but um Basically, uh, it was an event that I was at uh, that the com- part of the culmination of it was we were hiking at night uh, on very treacherous terrain um, with right. no light or red light because we were trying to be uh, kind of covert uh, for mm-hmm. this particular operation that we were doing. And um, it became where you had to trust the man in front of you and the man behind you. Because they would be there if you slipped or fell down or got too close to an edge, they would be there to grab you wow. and pull you along. Mm-hmm. And also that's all you could see was their shadow in front of you. And you just had to trust that you were that you were walking right and that you were following the leader and following the orders that you were given um, because then when you you would make it safely to your destination.
4: Mm-hmm. so
1: yeah.
4: there's a program in itself yeah Uh-huh. closing words daniel
1: there's opportunities every day there you Just go gotta keep your eyes open and he who has ears let him hear yeah
4: amen speaking of opportunity uh anyone that can give sin go brit waller um they need your help and uh if anybody can can be a part of that um You know, you, you, we see things all the time online that are, um, you know, I wonder if this is true or not. Yeah. I know these people, uh, I've, I've known their family for, uh, for 20 years now. And, um, I trust them explicitly. So anyone that can give, uh, regarding this, there's, there's really not an offering that's too low. Uh, you know, maybe this is something the father's asking you to do. So Mm -hmm. be a part. Be a part Amen. because you know in the end he has the plans for all of us for good and not for evil to give us a future and a hope but maybe part of that plan is you becoming involved in someone else's life to show them that future and hope so with that live life on purpose, purpose. see you guys next you week you alone hear my answer. You're the God who's always